You on the pod with Claire, we gon' talk about our problems, our thoughts, and share ways we can just pause and more often care. And if you lost and scared, baby, pull up a chair. Kindness, caring, loving is the mission. As long as we all stick together, we can make a difference. I'm down with everybody, so I'm paying it forward. Only positivity, so I know you're enjoying it. Know the podcast about to start soon. Hope you like pop culture, 90s cartoons. Down with the locals, like who know better? Round like Slow Loco and Boo Boo Records here. Know the podcast about to start soon. Grab your wood stocks and you bang the drum room. Here we go, get ready to laugh. Put your headphones on, kick back and relax. Hi, friends. I'm so, so delighted to introduce Amy to you. She is the creator of the wonderful app, Daily Aloha. I use it every evening before I go to bed, pretty much. And then I also use Calm app to wind down my day on a positive note. So um, <sighs> putting these podcast interviews out during pandemic have been giving me life. And I really hope that listening to them have been giving you life too. Um, please enjoy our episode with the delightful, the lovely Amy. Hi friends. Today's episode is brought to you by Jonathan at Beller Design Built. They're a design build firm specializing in both architecture and construction of your project. Architectural services include 3D computer modeling to help visualize spaces. They also use principles of solar architecture to help create energy efficient homes, which I love. I myself have been a personal recipient of Jonathan and his family's kindness. When our youngest daughter was born, they brought us the most amazing home-cooked tri-tip dinner, and I'll never forget how special they made that night for us. I highly recommend Jonathan and his company. So thank you so much, Jonathan, for sponsoring today's episode, and enjoy the show, guys. Hi guys. Hi fans of kindness. I'm here today with my friend Amy. She has created a really neat app. It's called Aloha and she believes that technology can be a humanizing force connecting us. Hey, good to see you. Hi Claire. Great to see you too. Hello to everyone. Hi. Can you please talk about this wonderful app and um, your spark for the reason for starting it and the spirit of it? Sure. Um, I love talking about the app. So the full name of the app is Daily Aloha. And the purpose of the app is really big. It's to rekindle a sense of shared humanity and empathy. But the app itself is actually quite a simple and hopefully delightful, uplifting daily experience of simultaneous reflection and sharing. So I'll briefly tell you how it works and I'll tell you how I arrived at this app of mine. Um, I pose a single daily question to the world. It's thought provoking, it's accessible, it's fill in the blank and you know, kind of relevant for all of us to reflect on and answer. So everyone takes a minute, reflects on the question, fills it out. And once you've completed your thought, you send it off. And it gets delivered randomly and anonymously to one other person in the Aloha verse, which is what I call our community. And then you instantly get one back from someone else in the world. 
And that is meant to be the kind of a delightful moment of reciprocity and exchange. It's a little bit like opening a fortune cookie and, you know, where did this come from and what did I get back? And you, you know, have a minute to reflect and read the response that you get back. And you give it a little reaction sticker to acknowledge to the person that they were heard, that it landed with a real person somewhere on the planet. And then you go to the Aloha wall, where all day long we collect all the responses from around the world. So, you know, you've had this moment to reflect on your, for yourself. You've had this, you know, moment of reciprocity. And now you can open up your uh, view to get perspective from how everybody has reflected on that question and link that back to your own moment of reflection. So the whole process from beginning to end is just a simple two minutes. Um, but we do hope it's an uplifting, you know, oasis in your day. And I think it's important to note um, that we've got really deeply embedded principles behind the app. And those are that it's anonymous. Everybody's thoughts are only identified by the location that they sent them from. Um, so and because it's anonymous, you can express yourself very authentically and show up as you really are, even if that is vulnerable. Uncertain, you know, at certain times and on certain days. And not only is it anonymous, but it's free of judgment. Uh, there's no opportunity to challenge, to debate. Um, it's just an opportunity to really open-heartedly and without bias or filters hear from other people. And lastly, there's no status, there's no popularity contest, there's no social validation loops. So you can really be authentic and be unconcerned with whether your thought is going, how it's gonna land, because it's really for you to express yourself authentically and hear from others in, a, in the same spirit. So that is our daily aloha. Yeah, one of the first questions I got, it was asking me about my fears and I typed in my answer and I hit send and some person got it and then I got one and I think it was from UK and I was curious, oh, I wonder if it's a man or woman writing it and um, I, I put my fear and I thought my fear was really scary. And then they started popping up the other people's responses. And I was like, oh, some people have my fear too. And oh my gosh, some people's fears are scarier than my fear. I wonder if they've experienced that. So it was really special. And like, the yeah, there's nothing like it on my phone. It's just really special. Well, I'm so glad to hear you say that. And just to your point, we do get a lot of feedback. And often people tell us it is a way to not feel so alone, right? It, you are often seeing notes and thoughts just like yours and it, it puts your own experience in perspective and it creates these little nodes of connection. Yeah, do you, do you wanna talk about your partner that's um, featured on your website, what he's like and how you guys got to know each other? Sure. So his name is Greg. Uh, he's a wonderful person. Uh, I'm glad you asked me about him. We met cute. We, uh, we met through our daughters. Our daughters were actually um, like um, best friends and growing up. So I've known Greg and his family for quite a while. And he's a terrific partner. He's a real enthusiast. He brings a lot of passion and innovation you know, to everything he does. And it's really been, you know, quite a joy to work with him and just this special bond we have because we're so fond, of course, of our daughters, but also each other's families. It's really like delightful to work together. Nice. So was the app your idea and did um, he support you in certain ways or 
how how did it um so I, I haven't created that tell me about it yeah uh it started off being my idea um i had a really unique experience that was the inspiration behind the app and i'll tell you about that and then i'll tell you how uh, how greg came to become my partner so um, our app is really not inspired by other apps. You know, in some ways, I think about it as an app that sits at the crossroads of a wellness tool app and a social media app. It's kind of like social wellness, but it's not inspired by apps at all, actually. It was, it was inspired by participatory art projects, not in the digital world, but in the physical world. Um, I had this particular experience with a post-it wall project that was in the subway station in Union Square in New York City. And at its culmination, it was 50,000 post-it notes, which it's hard. If you Google subway therapy, you'll see it because it's such a visual experience. Um, but I was commuting into the, and out of that subway station at the time the project happened. So I witnessed it you know, twice a day, every day for months. And I saw how transformative it was for people that passed by and paused and took note of it and re reflected and made a contribution and then did feel this embraced by the greater whole. And I saw this day after day and how it changed from a moment of us versus them um, to we're all in this together. And I thought, oh, how do we bottle this up in a way that people all over the world can experience this every day? Because I felt like it, this was a such a simple but powerful, powerful way to connect anonymous strangers in a moment of sharing and um, empathy. So I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I thought there's got, it, it went right to the core of what I care about most and what I value most, which is you know, empathy and belonging and that we all matter and, and all our voices should be heard and we all deserve to be seen as our true selves. I mean, that is so deeply embedded in my personal value system that I saw this thing and I just, you know, I couldn't get it. I was obsessed with how do I, you know, recreate this experience. So Greg and I were working on a project together. We were both on the board of our local continuing education center. And we were working on a project meeting, you know, a couple times a week to do a strategic plan and one day I just blurted this idea. I couldn't contain it any longer and it just seemed relevant to what we were talking about. So I blurted it, you know, and I was really afraid of what reaction I might get. It was like a half-baked idea at the time and he loved it. And it was like the sun rose in that moment. And, it, you know, and every time we met to talk about this project we were on, instead we talked about what, we, what has, is now Daily Aloha. So we worked on it for months, kind of like, you know, at our kitchen tables, on the sly. And then at some point I said, Greg, let's just, do you want to be my partner? Let's do this thing. And it's two and a half years later and we did this thing. <laughs> in the world. Awesome. I like how you phrased it um, because I have a similar mission. You said that you wanted to um, try and work on the problem of us versus them. And I feel like that is just so well put. And um, I don't know how exactly I'm going to do this, but this podcast, getting this conversation going and talking to kindness advocates like you is really exciting and inspiring for me. So thank you. 
Um, I wanted to talk about your um, your spirit in the workplace because I was looking at your LinkedIn and so many people had said that you were a positive, engaging, warm energy and it was like repeated again and again and I was wondering um, if you had tips or you want to speak about how to be um, a positive and warm energy in the workplace. Wow. Well, um, thank you for surfacing those comments. That makes me feel pretty warm. I guess I haven't seen them in a while because I've been working very independently of late. Um, but my career, I've had decades of business experience and, you know, my career started in management consulting. I've also spent lots of time in financial services, both at you know, very big companies like Bain & Company and American Express and smaller companies like Rush Card, where I became president. So I've been really fortunate to be trained by excellent leaders and have the opportunity to hone my own you know, leadership skills by managing increasingly large staffs. And I, you know, I've learned a lot, made a lot of mistakes, but I think that... Um, you know, what matters most is how I come to the work of leadership, which is, you know, I do try to bring my whole self to work and show up as my authentic self. And I, I just care a lot about people. You know, when we spend most of our days at, at work, we spend so much time with our work colleagues, more than our families often, or, or people that we have in other you know, aspects of our life. So those relationships are really meaningful. Um, so I just care. And aside from that, I'm insanely curious. I'm really curious about people, what motivates them. You talked about fears, what they're afraid of, what they dream of uh, for themselves, the work they want to do in the world, what they hope for for their families. Um, I just care about those things. So I really try to get to know people, you know, not just, you know, what you see on the surface at work, but what, you know, what lies beneath because that, that matters so much. Um, and I, you know, I try to create environments and work for people where they have the opportunity to be them, their best selves. And I think that if you expect the best of people, they rise to that, to your expectations. Um, and the opposite, sadly, is true. But if we make space for people to show up and do their best work as their most authentic selves and they feel seen and understood and appreciated, um, they're, you know, they'll shine. And you know, as a leader, you know, the more senior you get, the less consequential you are in some ways, the work is really done, you know, where the rubber meets the road, where people are actually having interactions with customers, you know, where ideas are brought to life and implemented and executed. And, you know, as a leader, you're providing vision and guidance, but you're, what you're really doing is creating other, you know, environments for other people to do their best work. Um, so anyway, that's what I learned through my years of leadership that I, you know, try to, to bring to my work environments. Lovely. So who were your kindness role models growing up or who are your role models right now? Well, growing up, I have to say my parents, uh, you know, both my parents modeled, you know, really kind, altruistic, uh, generous behavior. Um, I'm one of four. 
So, you know, we all benefited from seeing that. And, you know, what I saw from my parents is I saw them choose compassion over consumption off always. And, you know, when they made decisions and choices, it, it was really clear what their value system is, was and is. Um, and I also saw them choosing doing over dogma, you know, which is another value that I hold. I, you know, I believe in it, not just um, blindly following dogma or, or just, you know, spouting off what you believe to be <laughs> true, but really putting your money where your mouth is, make, have, making sure that your actions are in sync with what you're saying, like, you know, show, don't tell, that kind of thing. And they, you know, always modeled that for me. So I feel really lucky and I feel really lucky that they're both still very important, active parts of my life. Um, but this project of Daily Aloha has brought into my orbit even more role models. And I feel so fortunate to have embarked on this project for so many reasons, but one of them is how much it's enriched me personally. So, you know, I've learned a ton, but I've also sought out role models and mentors and examples of other people doing these, you know, good works, well-intentioned, heart-centered work in the world. And my paths have crossed with people doing all kinds of projects and they're, little chosen corners of the world, how they're trying to make a difference. And it's so inspiring. In fact, I've, I've been able to meet several of these folks and engage in their projects and have dialogue and debate about, you know, how we amplify and, and support the work that we're all doing together. So my, my role models have just multiplied over the years. Yeah, I read an article that you wrote on, it was on medium.com about how you've tried to tackle the problem of people being disconnected from each other and being alone. And in the process, you've fallen in love with all these other change agents and thought leaders. And so I'm totally going to link that article in the show notes because I'd like our listeners to read those articles. Um, is there a special act of kindness that you'd like to share with us? Something that you did or was done for you or that you witnessed? Oh boy, I feel so fortunate. I think I, I've witnessed many and it's the kind of thing too that once you kind of tune into the kindness frequency, I think you'll also notice them more, right? I think it's just an awareness that you know, that saying, like, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You know, if you're tuned into kindness, you see little acts of kindness everywhere. Um, when I think about it, one that I've experienced recently is receiving a handwritten note in the mail, which in itself is like such a rare experience these days that, you know, you really sit up and take notice when you see someone's personal handwriting. It feels you know, kind of amazing. But in this case, it was actually a thank you note to me because from a friend whose father had recently passed away, thanking me for attending, making a shiva call and going by their house and expressing my condolences um, to the family. And why this thank you note really struck me 
is that it, first of all, it was quite lengthy and detailed and personal. And I think we, we probably only chatted for five minutes at the Shiva. The house was bursting with well-wishers and people coming by, friends and family. There must've been a hundred people there. So I'm imagining this friend of mine writing a hundred of these notes, if not more, um, and expressing her gratitude for me just showing up for her. And first of all, I thought of what a generous act it was for her, you know, to write all these notes. But it also got me thinking about the power of showing up for people and how important it was for her to have all these people show up at a time where she was grieving and needing, you know, support. So it was just this sort of cycle of, you know, showing up, supporting a friend, her in return, you know, expressing gratitude for that and how that made me feel, which kind of closed that whole cycle. Um, and it was just such a small but really powerful thing. This, excuse me, um, wasn't in my list of questions I wanted to ask you, but you talking about your friend being devastated and her state of loss and needing support, I wanted to ask you, is there a time in your life that you've been down in the dumps and really low and really needing someone that either some people didn't know and weren't there for you or that they were there for you? I, I feel like so many people that are on a mission to make the world a kind and loving place have been um, depressed or anxious or struggling or hurting. So is that <laughs> you too? Or um, Yeah, well, I... I've had my share. I think anybody who's around for a while <laughs> is going to have their share of ups and downs. And certainly I've had my share of unexpected um, and temporarily devastating experiences. And I'm you know, willing and happy to share one with you and your listeners because maybe it's helpful. Um, so my, my marriage split up when I had, um, when my kids, I have three children, when they were quite young. And it was crushing. It was really devastating. Um, it was unexpected. So I think most people expect their marriages to last. Uh, no one expects their marriage to split up, but it was particularly unexpected. Um, and my kids were little and I you know, needed to get through every day and keep things as normal as possible and work and run my household and all the rest. So I was doing that. And of course, my friend, not of course, I was fortunate that my friends and family were there to, you know, to support me. But, you know, over time, everybody has to return to their own lives. And so everybody returned to their own lives. And mine was still left with a huge hole, huge hole in it. It's not something that I, you know, recovered from right away. And during the course of this, I had a friend, it's really a friend of a friend. She was an acquaintance of mine, someone I would explain, exchange pleasantries with, but not an intimate friend. And in, in the midst of this, she called me up one day and said, can I come over with my kids and bring dinner? <laughs> and I knew she was doing that because she knew I was struggling. Um, and I said, yes. And it was, again, startling. This is not an intimate friend. So she comes over with like a big casserole full of pot roast and potatoes and carrots. I had three kids. She had four kids. 
the two of us had dinner. You know, she had her husband at home, but she left him to come have dinner with me and my kids and her and her kids. And, you know, the chaos of seven little kids around the table and homemade pot roast was exactly what I needed. And the fact that she did this when I was feeling so alone with my pain made me feel so seen in that moment. And I mean, this is decades ago and I'm not even in touch with her and I will never forget this kindness. And it's really interesting that you ask about this because, you know, as I mentioned in my app, I ask a fill in the blank question every day. And one, a day, a couple months ago, I asked the question, I'll never forget his kindness that was shown to me when blank. And I, you know, I read every response every day. Oh. Yeah, we can talk more about that. But I, I read that Aloha wall that day, and I was really struck by the little story bites that were, that were offered there. And what struck me is that the kindnesses that people talked about were when they were at their lowest. Um, people had medical crises or the death of a parent or, you know, all the different things that happen. I mean, it was a range of little kindnesses to big kindnesses, but it was always against a backdrop of deep need. And it, it just was so clear that the kindnesses that mean so much are when we're at our most fragile and our most vulnerable. And when people extend themselves to us in those moments, it's unforgettable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like um, a little bit torn right now because I am not really ready to share my um, most challenging personal stories. And I didn't ever want to be like a gotcha journalist with a guest, like gotcha. <laughs> but I really appreciate you sharing that with me and with us. Um, but yeah, something that I can talk about is when my mom was in the ICU, I had people um, help me out, but it was especially surprising to me when it was people that I'd never hung out with before that they would ask if they could come and bring sandwiches for my dad and um, my girls and I or something like that. So um, it, if anyone in your sphere is going through something, um, food is love. So <laughs> maybe that would be a good tip to, if you want to show some love to someone. Um, you said that you read every response. So is that like just something that you wanted to do? Is it, is it doable or is it crazy? That's a great question. It's doable right now. It's, <laughs> I have big, big plans for this little app. So it will probably reach a point where I can't read them all every day. It would take up too much time. Um, but we just launched like three at the end of very end of May, like four months ago. And, um, we're, it's still, you know, a couple hundred a day. So I can, I can get my head around it, but, um, it's not a chore. I am, I'm inspired. I'm uplifted. I'm delighted. I'm amused. I'm moved. You know, every question is a little bit different. You know, sometimes they invite 
creativity and they're really amusing. Sometimes they write like real heartfelt expressions of, of um, struggles that move me. And sometimes, you know, it's sort of the world problem solving for each other and I'm inspired. But it's just like a little uh, snapshot of humanity, you know, on the wall every day. And I do read it. And um, I do, you know, I do it because I'm personally enriched by it. But I'm also trying to understand just how the app is working for people. And um, I'm curious about how people are showing up and how free they feel, you know, to express themselves. And, um and what kind of impact they're having on one another by, you know, contributing to this like reality that we're co-creating every day on the wall. So, you know, what I've, what I've come to understand by immersing myself in that every day is that, you know, people are benefiting from, from being served up a moment of mindful reflection as they ponder our daily question. And when they answer the question, you know, they're answering for themselves. It's like kind of answering a journal prompt, but they're also answering with an awareness that this is going into a collective experience. So I see people offering words of wisdom for others. You know, often yeah. we talk to ourselves in the way that we also want to like lift our own spirits, and in, but in so doing, lift the people around us. And I see that, you know, in the app. Um, and you probably saw it in the app too that, we offer a set of reaction stickers to give to other people's um, halohas or their responses. And I also look at which ones people are using. And one of them just says sending a hug and it's used a lot. <laughs> so I see people using all of them, but also taking, you know, taking that moment to send acknowledgement to others. So yes, I love the wall. And when it gets too big, I'm going to have to think of other ways to sort of capture the insights that are, you know, cap are, are um, displayed there so that I can feed them back to the community. And when it, once it gets too big for me to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Today's prompt was, what would you bring to a desert island What your three items? And so I thought, ooh, I've got really good answers. Here are mine. And then someone wrote, um, something about a water purifier and I was like oh my gosh that was better than mine I can't believe I didn't get that and then some of them were like their favorite albums or books and I was like oh I like you <laughs> I love sending hugs to people <sighs> um, what are your favorite apps on your phone do you have um, things that are not your basic apps that not many people would have. I feel like looking at my phone, I have something called touch note and it's like you touch one of your photos and shoot off a postcard. Cause my folks don't have internet or <laughs> anything. So I like sending them snail mail. <clears throat> oh, I love that. I'll have to check that one out. And my grandparents too. They'd get little pictures of my girls. Aww. Yeah. I don't have many apps on my phone, but, um, Daily Aloha. It's like not something that you regret doing once you go to it because you can go to other social media sites and being like, oh, that feels yucky or whatever. But this um, won't do that to you. It'll be a feel good, energizing experience. Well, it's certainly a good question that you raise because, you know, I'm a big believer in technology as a tool for all sorts of good things, productivity, um, 
connection, all these things. But I'm also really challenged by technology and have to really consciously work against being digitally overwhelmed and digitally distracted. And especially now that I have a tech startup, you know, I feel like I'm on my computer and my phone more than ever before. And I have to be increasingly vigilant and mindful about my, how I'm, like, uh, my attention, right? Because a lot of these apps are really uh, geared to capturing your attention and extracting value from your attention. So um, there's a lot of great apps out there and there's those that I know are really detrimental to my well-being. And so I try to really be mindful about my digital diet. Um, so social media in particular, you know, I have a lot of mixed feelings about. And we've tried to do something very different with our app than social media. And, you know, I, I hope that the difference is really clear that we're not extracting your attention. We're not hooking people and addicting them to these social validation feedback loops or selling your attention to the highest bidder. Yeah. You know, we're really trying to do something quite different where it's truly a couple minutes a day. It's a daily ritual that makes you feel good. Not like, oh my God, I just lost an hour down that rabbit hole. What did I possibly do down there? Um, so, so it's challenging. Um, but what I'll, what I'll say about the apps on my phone is I've, I've really come to appreciate um, some meditation apps. Um, Insight Timer is my current favorite. And um, I'm trying to, to work uh, like mindfulness into my life in a more systematic and consistent way because I feel that I'm better off when I do it. So I, I use the apps to help to help uh, help me actually get off my phone in some ways by you know meditating more consistently. Um, I I feel like you have a gift and <laughs> that you're really good with people, and I feel like the people I've been meeting in the past few months that have got that gift, it's um, they're meditating and they're um, they're taking the time, and I feel like it shows. So. Um, as we wrap things up, I'm taking a look at my notes and I just wrote the word human because, um, on your bio, you, you have your, um, you know, job title and you, you wrote human. And I was like, oh, you're not all about your ego and this is who I am. You're like, I'm human. I'm you. <laughs> We're all one. So do you want to talk about that word human? Yeah. I love that word human, right? There's <laughs> something about it. I love, I love even saying it. Uh, human, humane, you know, I put that there. I think I have it after my title, right? On my, on my um, webpage, you know, my title is CEO and co-founder and that's important information to convey on the website. Um, but I put human because I guess a couple reasons. One is our app is meant to remind us about what we share as humans. Um, and we're all human. We all share that. And, you know, we need labels to make sense of the world, the world, right? I mean, we, I have CEO and co-founder on there because it matters. Someone needs to, you know, know who's running this thing and put a name and a, and a face with the app. Um, and, and we need, we need labels to make sense of the world. 
which is just so complex, right? It helps us as we try to systematize the world. The labels are helpful as we try to figure out where we fit in um, to the world. You know, who's my tribe? Who do I affiliate with? And so there's a, there's a place for that. Um, but we live in these really divisive, polarizing times where I think labels can also be really dehumanizing, right? Where we're put in boxes that we don't want to be in. We put other people in boxes and see them in, you know, in one dimensional ways. We think we know everything about them because of the label we slap on them. Uh, we make assumptions about what someone's all about because of some label that or title or box that we've you know assigned them to. So as useful as they can be, and it's great to have a strong sense of your identity, um, it's also really important to remember that what connects us as humans is bigger than what divides us as citizens or separates us into our box, in our boxes. So that's why I put human there. It's just a reminder that I'm a lot of things. I'm female, I, I'm a mother, um, I, I've, my, I've got my business titles, I've got my religion and my political affiliation and all the rest that we all have. Um, but above all, I'm human. And because of that, I have fears and worries and dreams and hopes and regrets and all those things that put us all in the same box with the label human on it. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much. I love, I love your style. I love your spirit. Um, I just want to say thank you for taking the steps to create this and bring your idea to fruition and not just keeping it inside of your head. And now we all get to um, benefit from your work. Oh, well, you are so welcome. It's been like a great joy of my life to have the opportunity and the honor of working on this and, you know, putting something out in the world. It's like, it's, it's really been like having a child. <laughs> I mean, it's my fourth child. I, aside from my own, you know, physical children, nothing else has um, captured my imagination and my hopes the way this app has, you know, with, and with the inten intention that I have. So I invite you to keep using it. I invite your listeners, um, I want the world to use it and help me make it better and better and better. So I am very open to feedback, suggestions, partnership ideas, support, any and all of it is most welcome. Yeah, I could see one of these little um, books of happiness that it's actually a hardcover copy book like to enjoy like um, the humans of New York or something special like that but um, I love the idea of partnerships so I am so excited to see what comes in the next year and two um, I know you're gonna grow and touch a lot of people and I'm excited and looking forward to seeing it I want to say the um, sorry the Instagram has you guys it's just what it is daily aloha yep that's our Instagram and then there's the app and I will put a link to those in the show notes 
terrific. And if you reach out to me either on our webpage, which is dailyhaloha.com, the app itself, which has a place to reach out, or Instagram, all roads lead to me. <laughs> so any suggestions, comments, questions that you pose in any of our channels will go directly into my inbox. And I, will, I read every single one. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much for today. Thank you, Claire. Thanks to all your listeners. Have a great day. You too. Hi, guys. So while I was wondering how to wrap up the show, I thought I would pull up some examples of daily aloha prompts that I've gotten that I really liked. Um, when I get ones that I really like, I snap little screenshots of them. So this one said, I'd like to blink for a day so I could blink. And the person wrote to me, I'd like to be Dr. Doolittle for a day so I could listen and communicate to animals. That'd be a dream come true. That message came from a special person in the Netherlands. This one said, one thing I love about blank is blank. Do you write about anything? This person wrote, one thing I love about my dog is that she's always so happy to see me with little heart smiley emoji. And that came from Mexico. This one said, one thing I love about blank is blank. One thing I love about life is time heals most things from Orlando, Florida. And this one said, one thing I love about the world today is the news pages entirely dedicated to good news. There's so much good all around us to see from Norway. Me too, sister, brother. So um, as you can see, this app is really neat and um, some really cool things can come out of it and all of them positive. Um, I wanted to share that with you and I hope that you'll sign up for your daily aloha. And if you could use some more positivity in your life, I would recommend going to sign up for my newsletter at clairekindness.com. I try my best to send positive vibes your way and I would love to see some of you um, over at Claire Kindness on Instagram and Facebook. Have a lovely day. I look forward to the next time I get to talk to you. Ta-ta.